Hello, and welcome to the We Are You podcast. In this episode, we interview Destiny Lively on topics like body positivity, mental health, feminism, and so much more. We hope you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, here's Destiny. Um, have you ever felt pressure from your bo- following to change your body in any way? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yes and no. So I feel like, personally, I feel like I've always told myself or see felt like I was a really like confident person and I still think I am but I think you know social media and especially I live in LA and you know it's, it's the place of you know everyone wants to have a certain look and I definitely think you I found myself not realizing that I was kind of noticing like oh oh like maybe I should change this or maybe I should change that and you know kind of starting to notice things about myself more um but definitely social media definitely plays a huge role in that yeah um, growing up, did you struggle with your body image and how you viewed yourself? I did. Growing up, I think um, I was always, I hit puberty before everyone. So I was a lot more developed. I had boobs before everyone had boobs. I was tall before everyone was tall. So then I kind of thought something was wrong with me. And, you know, family members in the family, you know, poke fun at each other. A lot of my family actually was very thin growing up. Um, now they're not thin. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> And I was a little bit, you know, chubbier as I got into middle school, high school, a little bit thicker. Um, so they definitely would poke fun. And I, I kind of just thought like, oh, that's just how they are. But I was super athletic. So I didn't think anything of it. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. How do you practice self-care when you're having a bad body image day? Ooh, uh, to be honest, if I'm ever feeling like I'm having a bad body image day, um, which to be honest has been a lot more often now that we're at home all the time. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like I, um, I think I'll just do like a light workout or something or go for like a walk. I, to be out working out and like any type of exercise actually makes me feel more strong and I feel more empowered and I feel good throughout the day. So if I'm ever feeling like down in the dumps, I'll usually just like make myself do just any, any form of movement. I just tell myself once a day, just some form of movement. Yeah, I think that's something people have noticed, too, more now staying at home is, like, a lot of people are struggling with their body image a lot more, and people with eating disorders are really having a hard time with that as well. Um, What was one thing that helped you become confident about your body? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure what exactly helped me become confident about my body, but I think I kind of just accepted, like, this is just what it it is. You either love it, you can't, I mean, what can you do about it? Um, And I just kind of started to focus on the things that I did love about myself. Um, and kind of just told myself, like, it's okay to love who you are and be comfortable, but it's also okay to see something and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to change that maybe. But I think mm-hmm. for me, it just came down to learning how to love myself just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to who you were five years ago versus who you are now, have you formed a better relationship with yourself and your body during that time? Five years ago. I was 21. Ooh, what a time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> boy, 21, I don't even think, 21, I wasn't even like, I didn't even know, I don't even think I was looking at my body, I was like drinking dog with my college yeah. friends like every night, so I don't even think that was like a thing, but um, I think, well, it's kind of hard, I feel like when you're younger, I feel like maybe, and this is not, you know, it's case by case, but when you're younger, I feel like you kind of throw caution to the wind, I feel like when I was 21, you know, I knew maybe I wasn't the skinniest or the thinnest or fit certain societal standards, but I just like didn't really care. It's interesting that like now that I'm getting older and I don't know if it's just because my style has changed or what has changed, I'm kind of noticing certain things, but I definitely think that I have a better relationship with myself now than I did 
been. I definitely love myself more and am willing to take more risks more and kind of say, screw it. Like, who cares if, you know, the parts of your body you don't like are showing or whatever. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one thing you love about your body? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I don't know, what do I love about I really like my legs, if we're talking body parts. I do mm-hmm. like my legs. <laughs> and I get a lot of compliments on my legs. A lot of people, it's kind of weird, but a lot of people are, will tell me, they're like, wow, your legs look so soft. And I'm like, Thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Like, I'll take it. But yeah, I, I love my legs. I'm kind of short. I'm short. I'm five, five and a half. Mm-hmm. Um... So I kind of like being short. I used to always want to be tall. Like everyone used to want to be tall. I remember in middle school, everybody wanted braces. Everybody wanted, you know, and it's like, I guess I'm really blessed that I didn't have those things. Like I'm looking back, I'm just, I just like my body. I like the way I look. I like my face. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have really pretty skin, by the way. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. You're welcome. Have you ever struggled with your mental health? Yes, I have struggled with my mental health actually most recently. Um, so I moved to Los Angeles from Seattle about a year ago and while living in Seattle, you know, went to college, worked some jobs, had internships, you know, kind of started becoming an adult and was like completely fine. Like I thought everything was good. I moved to LA to pursue my dream in entertainment and it was going great. And, you know, I'm in this new city. I have this new job. I'm making these new friends. But then I just kind of noticed I was like kind of sad all the time and also kind of like freaking out all the time. I actually started having anxiety attacks and I didn't know that at the time. Um, I'll never forget when I was working at BuzzFeed, I was in a video and, you know, I'm laughing with the person next to me and out of nowhere, like my heart starts beating fast. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And like, it just like, it was bizarre to me. I'm like, why I'm having fun. What's going on? I go to the doctor and I'm like, doctor, I think I have heart problems. Like help me. And I'm explaining things to him. He like does tests and he's like, Hey, so I think you actually have anxiety. And I was like, me? Like me? No way. Like, No. No, 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 that's not how, like, no. But then the more I start thinking and, like, listening to him, I'm like, wait, you could be right. Um, So definitely something I've been, like, working on and, like, speaking with a therapist. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, definitely getting older. It's like I didn't think, I thought that was something maybe that happened at a certain age or if you didn't have Mm -hmm. it then, it never happens. But definitely something I'm coping with now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) How do you deal with your mental health when when you feel yourself struggling? Yeah, so when I feel myself struggling, I've actually been working. I think I found a really good method that works for me. I've been, I read a lot of like daily affirmations. Like there's a lot of Instagram accounts that have really good like affirmations and like therapy Instagram accounts where like therapists will share things. Um, I try to meditate. I'm not really good about it, but I try to meditate every now and then. Um, I am somewhat religious, so I'll pray every now and then or, you know, just things that I know will like kind of keep me calm. And I always remember like, you know, try to tell myself there's no need to worry about it. Like just take a deep breath and just like, I just try to like really face the anxiety head on instead of avoiding it and like hiding under a blanket all day. It's like, no, face it, take a deep breath. And then you kind of realize it's not really that big of a deal and kind of just work through it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever struggled with opening up about your mental health? And if so, what was holding you back? You know, I think yes and no to struggling with opening up. I think Yes, in a way. I grew up in a somewhat Christian family, especially my mom. My dad, he's super chill, but my mom's a little bit more religious. And Mm -hmm. in religious families, and particularly in Black families, oftentimes mental health is kind of looked at something that isn't real or something that you could pray away or that like, oh, if you just pray hard enough, it'll go away. Luckily enough, Mm -hmm. my parents were very 
understanding when I explained it to them. You know, my mom was a little hesitant and took her some time to kind of understand. Um, but luckily I have a really great support system who like will support me through whatever. My dad's like, whatever you need, let me know. So luckily, you know, I'm very privileged in that way, but yeah, my family's amazing. It would be like, oh, just pray and it'll get better. And like depression, you don't have that. You're, you live a great life and it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. And everyone's, you know, even my mom, she tried her best to understand. She's like, but you're in LA and you work for Buzzfeed and like, you have all these friends and you're going to all these events. And I'm like, yeah, but like I cry every day. That's not normal. You know, it's like everyone has things going on. So yeah, it's definitely not something that can pray away. I think maybe if you're religious, yeah. pray your shirt and make, maybe help feel, feel better. But you definitely, there are doctors and therapists for a reason. So definitely yeah. seek that help. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what are things that you found negatively impact your mental health? That's a really good question. I think for me, things that negatively impact my mental health, to be honest, 100% will be stress. I think that's really it. Like, you know, I think the the times that I get really down into my mental like states are when I'm stressed either about money or like career or just anything that has to do with stress, really. That's really like the main source of my anxiety. <laughs> so I'm trying to stay less stressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you believe needs to be done in order to break down stigma surrounding mental health? That's a good question. Um, I think maybe more people should, maybe should speak up about it. I know a lot of people, especially people in positions of power or celebrities or other people deal with mental health and maybe keep it to themselves for fear of stigmas or stereotype. But I think it takes people speaking up about their experience with it. Um, just because I think even, you know, myself, I've caught myself even being judgmental and thinking only a certain type of person can deal with anxiety or only a certain type of person or if they grew up like this or if they grew up without that or, but I think, it can be anyone. And I think showing others that literally your average person or the person that looks happy all the time, or even people with a lot of money that, you know, things you think that make happiness, even those people, you know, have some mental health issues. So I think if those people, you know, step up and speak up, then it'll show some representation, you know? Yeah. That's like definitely helped me in the past, like different celebrities that I follow posting and being like, I also struggle with anxiety or I have depression really helps me just be like, okay, I'm not doing this alone. And this is something that's normal. And a lot of people go through this. Exactly. It's like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, you know, a lot of people like, it's just, it's, you'd be surprised how many people have dealt with yeah. anxiety. Or depression. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone struggling with their mental health? Oh, I think someone struggling with their mental health, I would say it's okay you know, it may seem like a shock. For me, it was such a shock. So it may seem like a shock or a surprise at first, but it's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. Take a deep breath and really seek out the resources that you need. There's a lot of help out there for you. Um, Just really take care of you. Kind of forget about what everyone's going to say. Forget about your family, your friends, your community, but really seek out the help you need. And also maybe find some form of support, whether that's friends, family, coworkers, you know, there's online phone lines you can call so just seek the help mm-hmm. you need to take care of yourself mm-hmm. um have you ever experienced different expectations for men and women with mental health oh wow personally i have not i've not experienced that or that i can think of um let me think no i haven't i haven't personally no uh how has the female community helped you to love and accept yourself Wow. Yeah. The female community. I think, 
I think, again, representation is everything. So seeing people that look like you, whether that be race, body type, you know, sexual orientation, preference, whatever that may be, I think seeing more of things you can identify with definitely can help. Um, I've seen so many women that look like me, that are like me or from places I'm from or had similar experiences that I've had in life. Um, and I think that definitely seeing that and seeing other people go through similar things you've gone through and how they deal with it can definitely help you like reflect on yourself and maybe love more things about yourself for sure. Yeah. What would you say to someone who is misguided about feminism, i.e. for like example, like feminists hate men and stuff like that? Interesting. You know, when people say stuff like that, it's just like, I just, I had some, I forgot who I was with, but some guy, he was like, oh, well, do you not want me to open the door for you? Or does that mean that I'm like, okay, like check, please. (laughs) But I think, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think, you know, feminism has, you know, its own dictionary definition, but I think a lot of people take it into what they want it to be or like what it means to them. Um, And to me, it's very simple. To me, it just means, you know, empowerment of women, all women of all races, of all backgrounds, not just a certain type of woman, because that's another issue with feminism, but feminism for all women, as well as equal rights for women, equal treatment of women, and things like that. Like, the sim- that's the simplistic as I can think, as I can, like, break it down. And I'm sure there's other facets and, you know, avenues that you can go down, but that's just what I tell people when they make comments like that. I'm like, it's not yeah. that deep. Like, it's not that. <laughs> it's not like, we're not angry. We're not going to kill all the men like it's not that yeah. it's just just treat us just treat us like humans please yeah <laughs> yeah it's not that how has feminism changed the way you view other women yeah I think feminism as far as viewing other women for me personally I think and it's like as bad as it sounds I'm, I'm willing to admit I think I judge people less I judge other women less you know I think as I mean as women we all judge everyone judges whether we see it or notice it or not we all kind of judge each other and it's it's not cool but I think you know it's made me realize like you know what we're all kind of fighting the same fight as women you know and especially as women of color and just different sectors of women trans women you know we're all women and we're all fighting the same fight um and it just kind of brings a new level of respect and empowerment to, to like be a woman like I like being a woman and like sometimes I'll catch people making comments like oh like he's acting like a girl or he's you know don't be such a girl and I'm like you know what that's a compliment. Like being a girl or being a woman is like really, really cool. We're like some kick-ass human beings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's like a big thing where women like view each other as competition and things like that. But once they're introduced to feminism, it's sort of like you kind of realize that not women aren't your competition. Other women aren't your competition. And you're more so here to like uplift each other, you know, and kind of help each other. Exactly. And I almost, I see, I've seen this saying before, I'm not sure who said it, but I always say people always, you know, it's collaboration over competition. Like we could get so much more done if we work together than if we're working against each other. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you were introduced to feminism? Oh, that's a, I can't remember. I think, ooh. <laughs> Maybe I, to be honest, I think I'm going to say like, maybe like college time. So maybe 18, 19, maybe. Um, There were some, some women on the college campus, like marching around and like they had signs and I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, I didn't really understand. (laughs) So I went home, I did my research and I was like, okay, like I, okay. And I understand that like, 
for people who don't know feminism, and it's like with anything that you see, if you don't know about it, but you're seeing a certain kind of type of person as the face of that, it can turn you off to whatever someone's mm-hmm. saying, because it's like, you don't like the way they look, or they're being maybe a little aggressive with how they're saying things or whatever. So I understand that with anything. And that was the case with my first introduction to feminism. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like, oh, no, like, she's angry. But I went home and I like did my research. and I was like, wait, I get it. Like, I'm angry. Like, I mm-hmm. understand, you know, so yeah. yeah, I was pretty young, but I remember vividly. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite part about the female community, both online and IRL? Ooh, IRL, it's been a minute since I've seen other people. <laughs> I feel like I don't remember. I don't remember much about the community. IRL, but like, online. What do they like? <laughs> I was just like, yeah, what do people look like? Like, what is, is that? What is that? Um, but definitely online, especially, like I said, being home online. I feel like everyone's online. That's all we have to do is Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, like whatever. Yeah. So I feel like, um, I think the community is really, really strong, really empowering. I meet a lot of people as weird as it sounds maybe because I'm like more public facing on social media and stuff but like I meet a lot of women on Instagram like d- people sign to my DMs all the time and like I love it I try to like respond to everyone and embrace everyone like I don't know I just feel like maybe in person I think in person people are a little bit more shy it's kind of like dating people are also yeah. shy when it comes to like just meeting friends or just meeting people it's like people are a little more timid but online you can kind of be whoever you want to be behind the screen so I think um, my experiences have been nothing but positive with like the, the female community online. Um, oh yeah, I love it. Um, have you ever received hate online for the way you look, uh, the things you stand for, etc.? Ooh, the way I look. Yeah, YouTube is a mean place. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. some of those girls on there will say anything, but it doesn't bother me because it's like, like I said, I'm kind of in the place where like I love myself and I'm like, this is a 13 year old at home. Like I'm, it's yeah. a it's fine. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. What I believe in, yes, especially now that, like, political stuff is happening and, you know, I think for myself personally, I, I've always been, like, let things know, like, where I stand on politics or whatever, social justice stuff, but I think with this recent wave of stuff that's been happening, I've been a lot more vocal, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people have not liked that. I've lost yeah. quite a bit of following um but I don't care <laughs> but yeah. but I have noticed like a couple people have dropped off because some people are like oh well you know politics aren't for social media but it's like social media is all we have right now so where yeah. else are we going to do it um so yeah I have definitely have some haters but mm-hmm. what you get, what I you think it's, it's so important I think to use like social media and stuff like that when there are things like this happening like it's a good way to spread awareness especially if you do have a platform to use like if you have a platform use it you know what I mean I agree. And, you know, like you said, it's just like, you don't have to, like, you know, force stuff down people's throat per se, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with sharing how you feel. And yeah, obviously yeah. there's like unfollow buttons for a reason. Like if you don't want to see yeah. it, then <laughs> bye. <Yeah. laughs> um, how do you deal with hate online? Ooh, you know, I usually try to take the high road and be the bigger person. It's very rare that I comment, com- comment back, excuse me, or message back if someone says something negative. It's very rare. Um, one lady did send me something and I typed up something and I was like, you know what? She's not worth it. Like, just don't even do it. I usually yeah. just ignore it. Um, sometimes I'll delete comments. Sometimes I'll just leave them there and let other people get them. Like, I'm just yeah. like, I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll have someone else talk to you. Like, um, but I usually just ignore it because it's like, 
someone who's hating or takes that much time out of their day to put hatred or anything negative. It's just like, they're maybe miserable. They're going through something themselves and like, just, you know, they need some help themselves. So I just leave it alone. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier if you look at those people as people who are just hurting like right now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Hurt, hurt people, hurt people. They say that all the mm-hmm. time. So. Yeah. How has being in the public eye affected your relationship with your body? Oh, you know, it, it's affected my relationship with my body, I think, for the, the better, to be honest. You know, when I moved to L.A., everyone's like, oh, my God, you're going to want to get plastic surgery and you're going to want this and that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's 2020. Buy the body that you want. I'm not mad at you. But like, yeah. they were telling me, like, that's what you're going to, you know, you're going to change. And I got here. And, and it could be because of the community of BuzzFeed is so great with the women. Like, everyone is just so confident, no matter what they look like and what, you know, BuzzFeed and as is the beauty brand, they really promote, like, just loving your best self, whatever that looks like. So I think, honestly, I just have a lot more respect for my own body and, like, more confidence for my body and the more willingness to just do new things, try new things and not care what, like, anybody thinks. Um, what's your favorite thing about being in the public eye, especially because you make and are part of popular videos? Oh, I think my favorite part, favorite part would be like the fan interaction. Like I said, there are some mean 15 year olds online, but there are some really nice (laughs) ones. And those are the ones that I really enjoy talking about, you know, receiving DMs or whatever from people in other countries or just other states or people who like maybe from where I'm from or like know something, a reference I've made. They're like, oh my God, I thought I was the only person who knew that. Or, you know, it's really nice to just see other people enjoying what I'm putting out when I'm just being myself. Like I never, never in my wildest dreams, 15 year old me would have never thought that I would be paid to be myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you enjoy about producing videos? I mean, I guess it kind of is the same question, but yeah, it's a little, it's similar, but um, I guess the main thing that I love about producing videos is you're kind of, you're telling a story in a way. And I love, you know, telling any story, working with other people to tell that story, whether that's through the cast or the like the crew, whoever's working. Um, yeah, just really the storytelling element. And it's like your, it's your story. Like it's out there and it's like, you get to put your name on that. And I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. When did you become interested in producing videos? Oh boy. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so we're gonna back up to high school. High school. I was a like really good student, all honors classes. I loved English. I loved science, hated math, like remedial math, like so bad at math. And so, you know, my mom was a nurse growing up and I was like, I want to be a nurse. Like, that's what I want to do. I love babies. I want to be an OBGYN, blah, 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 blah. Every girl who's 16. So then I get to college and I'm like, yes, nursing. Yes, nursing. And I remember the our first class of like nursing. She was like, look around you. And we're like looking around. It's like all women. And we're like, oh, my God. Hey, girl. And she was like, only like 40 of you are going to make it to nursing school. And there was at least 300 of us in that room. And I remember being like, oh, this is serious. Okay, so after I failed my entire freshman year of classes, (laughs) like completely failed every class. Um, I was like, you know what, maybe it's time to switch it up. And I, you know, looked through the majors and I remember growing up, I was very charismatic and I, my mom has like home tapes of me reciting commercials and like just being very animated. And she used to always call me like Oprah. She's like, you're going to be the next Oprah. Like that was just her thing. And so I was like, well, let's see what this is about. So I changed my major to communication and started um, dabbling in like college radio and the college TV station. 
and I really, really liked it. I, like, it was just so fun. Like, you can make TV, you can be on TV. And I just kind of went from there. I finished my four years. I had some internships. And then, yeah, I start working. Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that just, like, started out as nursing and completely changed. I know. It's like, yeah, so change your major. If you're not feeling what you're doing, change your major. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite form of self-love? Form of self-love? Mm-hmm. Do I have options? <laughs> like, what are what am I? I perform options? I don't know. <laughs> what do you do to perform self love? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do I do to perform self love? Like, for example, really like, like if you the, were like oh, posters yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. I was just I'm thinking. I think. I think. I'm trying to think. Like, when do I feel like the best? Like, oh, self love. Honestly. I love a good clean space, like cleaning my apartment and like lighting a candle is like cliche as it is like that. And just sitting on my couch with my dog watching TV like that. I just feel like anything I can take my mind off of other things, relaxing. Um, obviously, like it's very like stereotypical, but like spa stuff, facials and nails and manicures and pedicures. Yes, is a form of self-care. But also something else I'm working on is like saying no to people. That's also a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and self-love um, I'm definitely a person who has the biggest case of FOMO especially being in LA where there's like always something happening it's like let's do this I'm like yeah 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 but like learning to say no and you know set boundaries for myself is definitely yeah. a new form of self-care mm-hmm. who are women in your life that encourage you to love yourself Ooh, that's a good question thank you I <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're welcome I think <laughs> my mom for sure my mom definitely is very encouraging um and then as far as like people in my life I have two friends specifically who one works at BuzzFeed one works at TikTok um actually two um Destiny Harrison she used to work at BuzzFeed she now works at TikTok she definitely is a huge advocate for self-love as well as at BuzzFeed both um Jasmine Robbins and Joyce they are both two staples of women who just like love everything about them and it makes me like love everything about me and every time I'm like with Jazz or Joyce I'm just like oh the confidence that they like that exudes off them I'm just like every day it's like I strive to be just that confident and that empowered in myself they're Mm -hmm. amazing they're so cool I follow (laughs) Jasmine and like anytime I'm feeling like insecure or something I just like looking at her pictures come like Jasmine is so cool I just need to be that confident too she is that cool and it's like it's funny because I remember before I even worked at BuzzFeed I would see her in videos and now that like I actually work with her and I've seen her and like we've you know talked before it's like she's that cool in person it's like you're really that cool like she's really really just like a really phenomenal person (laughs) oh my gosh Um, I think those are all of our questions. Yes. We made it through. <laughs> I, I know. Every single time we finish an interview, we're like, somehow we made it through. <laughs> we're always so scared. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we can. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you reaching out. This is awesome. I'd love to know more about, like, what this is and, like, how you guys started this and how long you've been doing it. Yeah, we, um, so basically a couple years ago on like a road trip we were talking we were like I'm so sick of these magazines like there needs to be representation there has to be girls we're gonna start our own magazine it's gonna be girls with acne girls in wheelchairs like just girls that are all completely different and and, like actual representation and we're like when we're when we're old enough we're gonna start a magazine and then during quarantine I was like you know what no one reads magazines but we could start an Instagram page and do that and so I like called her and I was like you gotta hear me 
we should start an Instagram page and we should go with the name that you created a couple of years ago and then everything. And it was crazy. We just kind of like started it up and we didn't think that we were going to be doing interviews with people. Like that wasn't really something that was part of the goal, but it kind of started and I was, there's a singer that we like. And I was like, what if I just like messaged her? And so I did. And she answered and I was like, I guess we're just going to keep doing this then. 